Texas that received a tailwind from disclosure requirements in the Securities and Exchange Act of 1934. Ownership in public companies was rapidly diffusing in a way that would drastically alter the nature of corporate oversight. As for etiquette, when real money is at stake, etiquette goes out the window. The large railroads were the first public companies to share detailed financial information with a widespread stockholder base. Before the turn of the twentieth century, many of them were subject to vicious, backstabbing fights for control, such as the Erie Railway proxy battle and Cornelius Vanderbilt's takeover of the New York Central. Benjamin Graham is often regarded as a distant intellectual forebear of today's hedge fund managers and shareholder activists, but this view gives him much less credit than he deserves. Graham was a hedge fund pioneer, founding a partnership that shorted securities and collected performance-based fees more than a decade before the launch of A.W. Jones, which is often called the world's first hedge fund. Graham was also one of the first professional investors to regularly employ shareholder activism as part of his investing strategy. Northern Pipeline was his first attempt at actively engaging a company's management. Little did he know how hard it would be to wrest treasure from the hands of Northern Pipeline's executives. Graham's campaign is a classic example of an investor challenging an overcapitalized company to return cash to shareholders, and one of the earliest examples of modern shareholder activism. A Revolutionary Idea Not long ago, I drove to the village of Sleepy Hollow, New York, in search of the letter Benjamin Graham wrote to the Rockefeller Foundation about Northern Pipeline. My trip started in Brooklyn, where more than 100 years earlier, Graham was a star pupil at Boys High School in Bedford-Stuyvesant. The Brooklyn Battery Tunnel scooted me past Wall Street, where he began his career in 1914, and became, in his words, something of a smart cookie in my particular field. I took the Henry Hudson Parkway past Columbia University, where students can take securities analysis based on a textbook written by Graham that remains in print 80 years after it was first published. Then I entered Westchester County, where Graham's student, Warren Buffett, moved his young family from Omaha, Nebraska, for the opportunity to work at Graham Newman in 1954. Just off the Sawmill River Parkway, about ten miles from the Rockefeller Estate, I passed Westchester Hill Cemetery, where Benjamin Graham's ashes were buried in 1976. Almost forty years after his death, Benjamin Graham remains a towering figure in the investment world. While his investment partnership made him famous, Graham Newman beat the market significantly over its twenty-one years of operation, Graham's writings about investing and the tremendous success of his former students are his legacy. We're all familiar with Warren Buffett, but let's not forget Walter Schloss, a former Graham Newman analyst who started his own fund in 1955. Through 2000, Schloss's fund compounded at 15.7% annually versus the S&P 500's 11.2% annual gain. If you had invested in Schloss's fund in 1955, you would have made more than 700 times your money, versus about 120 times if you had stuck with the S&P 500. In addition to Buffett and Schloss, Graham taught value investors Bill Ruane and Irving Kahn, whose funds also beat the market handily over long periods. 
Benjamin Graham's books have achieved cult-like status among investors and continue to sell today. Security Analysis, written with David Dodd, is a dense 700-page textbook with outdated accounting discussions and mind-numbing railroad bond analyses. But for some value investors, choosing between the 1934, 1940, 1951, and 1962 editions of Security Analysis is an act of self-expression in the same way music geeks identify with their favorite Velvet Underground record. I'm partial to Graham's 1949 book for the layperson, The Intelligent Investor, which captivated 19-year-old Warren Buffett in 1950 and forever changed the course of his life. Whereas security analysis focuses on valuing bonds and stocks and their underlying operating businesses, the intelligent investor teaches us something just as important, how to think about markets.